electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Another round of layoffs hitting the tech sector just as they gear up for earnings season. Margin expansion versus CapEx expansion, plus Tim Cook's surprise visit to China. It's Tuesday, October 17th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa. And I'm Mark Gilbert, EP of Tech Check, joining Deirdre. Today, we're looking at layoffs. Job cuts are back in the headlines for tech companies. They are, unfortunately, if you're on the receiving end of that. But for a few months this year, this was really the source of a lot of anxiety um, for Bay, for workers, especially here in the Bay Area. But for at least a few months, they could relax a little bit, right? The year of efficiency was maybe put on the back burner because what else? The AI hype cycle had given them cover from layoffs. Companies had to race to prove their AI propositions. First, they talked about them, then they had to prove them. But right now, Gilbert, another shift feels like it could be happening. Since October started, we've had announcements from LinkedIn, just laid off nearly 700 employees. Qualcomm, the chip maker, planning to cut more than 1,200 jobs. And there's also been a slew of layoffs at startups like Flexport, Stack Overflow, and Bandcamp. And really, this isn't a topic that we've talked about for a few months. Yeah, it feels like it really went on the back burner. And and those two feel like two very different sort of buckets of companies, the, the Microsoft-owned LinkedIn and, and Qualcomm, sort of both mega caps versus the other ones you're talking about, which are layoffs. But I think the big question... For, for both, for employees, for investors, for management, is is this a trend, right? Are more cuts coming? That's a good question to ask as we head into mega cap earnings season, right? Because it's going to give us an indication of where we are. are. Is the year of efficiency coming back round as we enter the fourth quarter? Or is that push for generative AI revenue still there? Is that going to excuse them for a little bit longer? Um, and as we know, mega cap tech, they've been all in when it comes to investing in generative of AI, Microsoft's deal with OpenAI, Google and Amazon, both pouring billions of dollars into Anthropic, rising CapEx to build out new data center capabilities. Nobody's really questioned that spend. That spending, exactly. But they're kind of starting to. Now, I, one analyst put it well. He said, the hype is here. The revenue is not. That's what it comes down to. Right. And the street is noticing that 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 all that spending discipline that we saw in 2022, which... Um, you know, is credited for helping sort of find a bottom in tech stocks, epitomized by, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's year of efficiency, but also, you know, Dara Khalil-Shahi at Uber was out early talking about the need to to get leaner. Um, that that may have been short-lived, uh, leading some analysts to wonder if if the strong margin rebounds in in 2023 are going to hold up. And it really has been the year of the margin, right? Until you got to generative AI, and those two things are kind of at odds with each other. But let's just take one example, Meta. Um, they kicked off this whole year of efficiency. I don't know how many times we've said that exactly. <laughs> on TV and probably in this podcast alone. Um, but look at their numbers and the expectations for this upcoming quarter. Bank of America expects the company to guide to $100 billion in costs and possibly $40 billion in CapEx. Those are just giant numbers. you got Microsoft, not quite as big, but just huge compared to really anyone else. Um, 
Morgan Stanley expects Microsoft capital spending on things like data center and equipment, that that could hit $50 billion a year. And again, that's that backend. That's the compute power needed for generative AI. I think what's interesting is that is how quickly, you know, the tail wags the dog uh, on Wall Street and what drives management to to start making these changes, right? For a while, it was profitability and it was cost cuts and it was how lean you can get your company to, to weather a potential recession. The recession never shows up. And instead, now it's how fast can you invest in new technologies and can you, you know, obviously you're going to need to hire, invest in cap- capabilities to to make AI work for your company. And that's why I'm not sure that we're going back to the year of efficiency, because those cuts, remember Meta, Microsoft, Amazon, they made all of these cuts against a very different macro backdrop. So they've already kind of slimmed down. And one of the reasons that we've seen, you know, not such a stellar performance from the mega caps in the second half of the year, a lot of that has to do with yields, bond yields, right? And that makes people nervous and kind of they go out of tech because it's still thought of as more riskier than other defensive sectors. But we've talked about this before. It's just not true. At the end of the day, the mega caps, they're still some of the most profitable companies out there. They generate free cash flow. They are cash rich companies. We used to talk about these cash piles being a burden. Now they're basically just money printing machines because they're earning yields on the money that they're just sitting on. So you can argue now, as we have, that they're more defensive than traditionally defensive sectors. Big tech has already made those cuts. So that's why this earnings season is so important to see what that narrative is and the questions from analysts on the street. Right. And I think what's interesting is, so we're talking about mega caps, but now what happens with the smaller or medium medium cap, um, you know, mid cap uh, or, or startups, right? Who are just running out of cash because they've last raised in 2020 or 2021. And then they might be getting to the end of their runway or, uh, you know, they have some business model or investors that are getting hit hard by rising rates. And I'm sure LinkedIn and Qualcomm would like to be seen as AI plays. But the fact of the matter is that they're not. Investors aren't going to be as forgiving on their spend because it's harder to see that line where the revenue comes in from generative AI. LinkedIn's biggest revenue source is recruiting recruiting fees. excuse me, And that's an area that's under pressure. Qualcomm's end market, the most significant one is the smartphone. This is a market that we talk about over and over again being saturated. And as you mentioned, startups, right? There's a different proposition there. A lot of them, if they were smart, raised money in 2021 when capital markets were a lot easier. Um, if they raise in 2021, they're starting to run out of money now. And you pointed out to me this morning, but but uh, Open Door, Carvana, Affirm, Block, Chewy, some of these these smaller, more momentum names, um, you know, have really lost momentum and are down between 10 and and 30 percent over over the last month and really sort of fallen off. Um, right. Many of them have done layoffs too, but you have to wonder if that's over, if they're trying to look for more efficiencies as sort of that that rebound we saw at the beginning of the year comes back down. The other one thing I, that I thought was interesting that we didn't mention is that LinkedIn is really levered to job searching. So the fact that that, that unemployment the unemployment rate has stayed very low and people are switching jobs less and companies are um, you know recruiting to fewer roles actually you know perversely hurts LinkedIn. Um, that LinkedIn might be, uh, you know, might be benefiting from a worse labor picture. Oh, good point. That's a good point. Um, but it could also be a harbinger, right, of what's to come. That's why sort of I, I think in this space, what we've talked about, LinkedIn and Qualcomm makes this story very interesting where startups will continue to see a flush out as they, you know, operate in this environment and have trouble raising money. But uh, it'll be 
a real indication what big tech says about hiring. And remember, like a Google never did any actual layoffs. They just slowed the pace of hiring. So we'll right. get to see Same as Apple, if that's yeah. happening. And there's there's such a big AI play. Um, but but I will say that for the generative AI shift, you don't necessarily need to hire internally. You just need to pour money into an open AI or an anthropic. Right, right, they right, right. have the researchers and the talent to give you the boost. It's, so. your, it's your corporate strategy department or your you know, M&A team that's, that's doing that work. Um, the other big story, hard shift here, is Tim Cook, Apple CEO, making a surprise visit to China overnight. Uh, relatively rare, although it is his second trip uh, to China this year. Why is this important to it's important because Apple has cracked the China market <laughs> for better or for worse. I mean, it's become that has helped it to become the biggest company in the world and just this massive giant. Um, earlier this year, it was number one in terms of market share for the iPhone in China, and it's lost that place because competition has been intensifying. So I would say that this surprise visit from Tim Cook is more about demand than it is about supply. A lot of this year, we focus on the supply chain and we know that Apple, it's going to take time, but they're diversifying away and trying to put manufacturing in other places like India. But demand is still so critical. And he had to go there because the iPhone 15, at least early indications from third party research shows that it's not selling quite as well as the iPhone 14. And, and that is a big deal because Apple is also the mega cap, we talked about this yesterday in our Garpy versus Spicy discussion. Right, right. It's it's kind of a controversial name these days. It's in a saturated market, iPhones. It needs that service revenue. And that's another piece of this visit, right, Mark? I don't know if you play video games, but <laughs> <laughs> Cook went to sort of like the video game capital of the world. Tencent right. is just huge there. Right. And he went to one of these, uh, he went to a, a, at a moment when Tencent was holding one of these big, what do you call it? Like, a, a, not a conference. That's a gaming a, tournament. A gaming tournament. Yeah. Conference is such a uh, boomer way of referring to that. Um, <laughs> it's also at a gaming yeah, exactly. conference. You're suited at a gaming conference or a gaming tournament. Um, I mean, I think that what you just said is, is super important to think about China. I think Often we think about Foxconn and we think about it as a you know a supply chain, but you're right; it's the end market and the the Chinese demand for consumer demand for for iPhones. That's that's the real reason that uh, that Cook is and there. It, it's lucrative on the services side. We've talked about this, but the Chinese middle class at 350 million people; those are people who can afford to spend money on Apple services. That's going to keep that engine running, which Apple increasingly relies on as iPhone sales become saturated. It's also some awkward timing because the Commerce Department here in the United States, we woke up this morning and today they announced new restrictions on basically export controls, um, new restrictions on exporting AI chips to China, um, some attempts by the Biden administration. It was Gina Raimondo at uh, at Commerce, uh, you know, made these announcements to protect the United States's edge in artificial intelligence. And when you operate in China as a CEO, you often have to talk out of both sides of your mouth. Um, to be successful there, you have to satisfy the Chinese government officials that are very involved, but also, you know, make sure you're not seen as too close to the Chinese here in America. So what makes this easy for Tim Cook to do is that there's two very different social media platforms. Here, we have Instagram, Meta, Snap, Tik. No, I'm sorry, TikTok. Well, we do have TikTok here, even though it's Chinese owned. Right. And of course, X, right, which a lot of CEOs are active on. So it was so interesting. I was looking through his Weibo feed and Weibo is the Chinese version of Twitter or X. Um, and he posts very, very different things on each. He had 
you know, much more of a TikTok of his trip to China. He was even taking pictures of the Chengdu night sky saying this was taken with an iPhone 15. I thought it was funny because consumers and other Weibo users, netizens in China, they jumped all over that saying, oh yeah, here's the same picture with my mate 60. That's the Huawei competitor. That's the Huawei, right? The Huawei phone. Yeah. And the Chinese grown smartphones. So um, may have got more than he bargained for there, but uh, it allows him to speak and maybe flatter and, you know, speak to the Chinese consumer in a place where American consumers aren't looking and maybe not even government officials there. I don't, I don't think they're on Weibo. <laughs> right. Exactly. I thought it was interesting that you noticed that. I think that um, it's so it, that sort of makes clear the purpose of the trip, right? When you're posting on, on Weibo, that this is a trip for the, for Chinese consumers that they have to uh, you know, spread the Apple brand in China. And maybe it's easier for him not to do so. But as we've talked about, the stakes are rising. Apple has lost its number one market share position and, is competing with others. So, I mean, the bottom wow. line for this, this government tells us that China continues to be an extremely, extremely complicated place to operate um, and maybe an overlooked risk factor. I mean, I always say that it's an overlooked risk factor for Apple because when these tensions flare up, they're always under the surface, like supply chain or demand or something, it gets investors a little nervous. So watch this space, be interesting too, for earnings to see how Apple's doing in China and all the rest of them. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.